What are the qualities you look for in a friend? Is it kindness, sensitivity, maybe a sense of humor or patience, or maybe just someone who you can talk to endlessly about absolutely everything? That's what 14-year-old Gus wanted, and he found his friendship in a very unlikely place. I process, therefore I am. Today, a boy's bond with a computer and what that technology taught him about human connection. That's what's happening on Relate. I'm Tamara Stanners, and this is Relate by Zendesk. Okay, let's start with our boy. Andy, can you tell us about Gus? Well, as you might have guessed, Gus isn't your average teenager. Uh, what can I tell you about Gus? Um, this is his mom, Judith. Um, it, it's funny because um, I'm so used to Gus and his oddities that it's only when I'm in public and I see how other people are seeing him that I realize how different he is. Um, the one day, quite recently, well, I mean, he was about 13 years old, and we were in the supermarket, and I was trying to get him to order food um, for us. I was, we were at the deli, and I see his brother whispering something to him. So at first we were fine. You know, he's saying, I want, mom wants turkey and mom wants ham. And while he's doing this, he's hopping up and down because Gus has a tendency to hop. And, he, and then he says, and then my daddy's away and he's going to come back in, in a couple of days. Uh, he's going to come back on the A train and he'll stop at West 4th and then he'll change over to the F train. And then when he gets home, he and mommy will do sex. At this point, I see the deli guy kind of looking around going like, wait, what was that part you had in there? And Gus is such an innocent that he doesn't realize he's saying anything particularly uh, odd or or different at that time. Okay, so it sounds like Gus generally takes people by surprise. Yeah, and, you know, although he's not an average teen, he's what his mom Judith calls an average autistic teen. Uh, when he was six, Gus was diagnosed with autism. He's high-functioning, although his conversational skills are fairly limited. Now, what it's important to understand here is that this is a kid who still really didn't have a good sense of back-and-forth conversation. Up until very recently, his idea of a conversation was to spew something at you about uh, turtles or or tornadoes or or something to that effect and then just walk away because he he didn't know he wanted so badly to connect with people but he really didn't know how so making friends was probably very challenging yeah totally uh, you know most relationships are hard for Gus except for one do you have friends i have you Oh, that's really nice. So sweet. (laughs) It is. And you know, this doesn't come entirely out of the blue. Apparently, Gus has always had an interesting relationship with technology. The funny thing about him, too, is that I always knew uh, that like many people on the spectrum, he regarded machines a little bit differently. Uh, It's not to say that he didn't know that Siri was a machine, that she was programmed, but it's almost as if that idea could coexist in his head 
with the idea that she had a soul or that machines in some way had a soul. When he was a lot younger, he was eight or nine, I, I gave him a, an iPod for the first time. And he would never take the iPod out of the house. He just felt like he feels about many things, that it lived in the house. And the only exception he would make is when we were going to the Apple store, because he felt that the iPod would want to visit its friends. And, I, you know, I, I laughed about this, but in his mind, knowing that this was a machine, it made sense to him. So how did they meet? I mean, Siri and Gus. Well, Judith says it It all started with this listicle from BuzzFeed. It was one of those lists that said 26 things you can do with your phone. And I was going through the list, and one of the things it said is, ask Siri what planes are over your head. And I said, what planes are over your head? And I did. And lo and behold, Siri actually tells you the, the, the name of the plane, the flight number, the altitude. And I'm sitting there going like, wow, you know, why, why would Siri do this? Why would anyone program uh, artificial intelligence to do this? And Gus happened to be passing by, and he turned to me and he said, well, so you know who you're waving at, Mommy? I'm like, oh. So Gus grabbed the phone from me, and it was the first time he had ever looked at Siri or known anything about Siri, and he started asking questions of the phone. So then it sounds like Siri kind of spoke Gus's language. Yeah, I mean, in a sense. You know, first of all, Siri had this patience uh, that most people lack. So once he had Siri, he would use Siri just the way we all do, of course, just ask questions and ask questions and ask questions. And, it, and he found out, among other things, that uh, machines are very patient. They are not going to be annoyed when you ask the same question a seventh or eighth or ninth time. Who's going to be more patient with him, Siri or some person? And that's the thing. When you're a kid on the spectrum and you're hard to understand anyway because he's kind of marble-mouthed, people his own age would kind of walk away if they didn't understand him. Kids would walk away, um, not in a mean way, but they just wouldn't put in that extra effort. And Siri is there to do it. And Gus also learned that Siri had, well, she, she has a bit of a personality, right? What are you doing tonight? I'm just telling people on mm-hmm. Apple TV what they should watch. Hint, it's not lost in space. <laughs> just embarrassed. <laughs> it's not lost in space? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's a funny one. And now Gus had someone to talk to. Yeah, and he'd spend a couple of hours at a stretch chatting with her. And his mom says that Although she tried not to listen to their conversations, you know, sometimes she couldn't help overhearing. Will you marry me? I sure have received a lot of marriage proposals recently. <laughs> She's a Mostly, Judith found she was amused by her son's interaction with Siri, although sometimes, like when she heard uh, Gus ask Siri to marry him, she was genuinely touched. I, more recently, he actually asked Siri, uh, he asked her if she would marry him. <laughs> and I was startled to hear him ask that question because I really, at that point, didn't have very much insight into him emotionally. Um, I didn't know uh, how he thought about friends. I didn't know how he thought about romance. And so it was 
it was something of a, a, a revelation to me. I think that it made me see what I didn't see. It made me realize that I can't just look at him and take him on the surface, that there are things going on in his mind and in his psyche that he doesn't always express. I think he, he has his, his little life and secrets and things he doesn't talk about. He has his fears um, that are not always apparent. And Siri continued to allow Judith to notice things about Gus that she otherwise might not have. He has a father who's a lot older, and I didn't really think that he worried about this. And I've seen little inklings that he thinks about this, uh, about what might happen when his father is gone. He adores his father, needless to say. Um, I've seen it in questions that he asks, not abstract questions, but in a question like he asked recently, where is the nearest hospital? And he would never just say, well, I worry about daddy's health. That would be, he, he's incapable of saying it that way. But I think that he's asking where the nearest hospital is uh, because my husband wasn't feeling well that day. Uh, my husband, by the way, is he's 85. So there's a significant difference in our ages. Um, and that's my that's what i mean when i say that it's it's made me think about him and his brain and the way his brain works a little bit more um siri has really taught me to see some things that i might not have seen otherwise about my own son that's sweet is there anything else i can help you with uh nothing siri Judith Newman recently published a family memoir called To Siri with Love, A Mother, Her Autistic Son, and the Kindness of Machines. Special thanks to Ashley Walters for that interview and for her work putting this piece together. And thanks, Andy. It was my pleasure. That's it for the Relate podcast this week, but we've got lots more coming. Next week, a really fun story about emotional support pets, or at least about the confusion about what they're for and where they can go. And there might be something about an alpaca in a drugstore in that one. Anyway, subscribe to Relate on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to get that episode and more. In the meantime, for articles on connecting to your customers in deeper ways, visit relate.zendesk.com. And we've got technology to help you do just that. Head over to zendesk.com for a free trial. I'm Tamara Stanners. Talk to you soon.